Hello, Francis and Trace. Welcome to VS Sports. I don't want to be here. <laughs> what is it? Week three and Francis already lost the quit. I want to quit. He regrets everything. Uh, Trace, how, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. My ACL is intact. What about you guys? Uh, sadly, uh, Francis especially. I don't even. Why, doesn't were you want... paid to say this first line of the show? Were you paid to say this I first line paid... of the show? I am paid a grand total of nothing by uh, BS. I would like I would like the entire entire podcast to enjoy the rest of the show where it is just Trace and JP talking while I have a memorial for my fantasy team, uh, the Saquon Barkleyanators, uh, and I just. <laughs> I don't know even what to do. I don't even want to watch football. This feels like 2016 again. That season that I was describing on one of the earlier podcasts where just every big name went out. This is this is terrible. Well, is um, Leonard Fournette still available in your league? No. Why would you think he's still available? I'm starting Gibson this week. Antonio Gibson of the Washington Redskins. I've talked about Washington this. football team. Oh yeah, <laughs> I talked That's about it. this um, that too. Like they're two separate teams. He works for both teams. I've been actually quite mad about Francis and complaining about Saquon Barkley and his injury. Uh, it's yes, it's sad Saquon Barkley out for a year with an ACL injury, but he acts like his fantasy team is over, right? But he has Gibson and he still has Jock Jacobs. On the other hand. My starting running back core of Christian McCaffrey and Raheem Mostert is really taking a hit. Must you, might, you might ask, who's my third running back? I don't have a third running back. <laughs> I don't have a third running back. <laughs> um, so uh, it's not looking good for me in week three. I'm going to be honest here. Um, but, I mean, really the story of week two was just the rash of notable injuries in the 14 league. I mean, ACL tears in one weekend, which I believe they said if it's not the record, it tied the record for the most ACL tears in one weekend of uh, football in recent history. I don't know, in the olden days. Um, and besides that, the amount of other injuries – um, I know ESPN was talking today about it was actually causing players anxiety, apparently. And some players in the later games were actually worried to get on the field because they thought it was just today was a bad day for football. Do you think it? Uh, some of the talk has been this is happening because there wasn't preseason games? I think that that's a knee-jerk reaction to this. Oh, that's a bad line, isn't it? Knee-jerk. <laughs> Not an injury segment. We'll forgive you. No, I did not mean that. Uh, I think we have to see what the total number of injuries are in the league over the course of the season. And if they're up from last season, I think two weeks in is too quick to say that these injuries are because they didn't play preseason games. Especially with last week, there was a pretty clean week. Um, Injury-wise, I don't know any huge injuries. Uh, Michael Thomas, George Kittle. But they were mild injuries today, and it seemed like it was star after star. It was Nick That's Boza. That's it right there. It's the stars, right? If you think you just said fourteen significant what knee injuries was that the line? ACL. That was ACL. just ACL tears. Fifty-three man rosters times thirty-two teams. That's what sixteen hundred some players. Is it really that many? It just seems like it was the stars. I think I think somebody did the math. The average was about two and a half per team that went down that are injured right now. Uh, that included is that a lot I, though. Is that more than normal? I, I I would have to check. It seems to be like an absurd number for the 49ers, for example. They uh they put in who did they lose? They lost a, two running backs. Their quarterback. Both defensive problem. ends, their safety, their center, and their backup center well, all went down. Like, they lost the whole roster. I don't know if there's the segments coming up about one of the reasons why that might be a thing. But um, <clears throat> I heard that the 49ers are reporting to the league about the turf that uh, they were on, that the turf felt wrong, and every player was complaining about it. And they're looking into if it was like uh, uh, some kind of cheating scandal. Did they play in MetLife? They played in MetLife against the Jets, or did they play? Where did they play? The Giants or San Francisco? San Francisco. San Francisco. Did they play the Jets? They played in San Francisco, didn't they? Well, isn't their field grass? Yes. 
That's why it's isn't. That's why they're talking about whether the field. No, they were at the, they were at the Jets. Yeah. They were oh, the so they were at that life. They were talking about the turf. Because I know um, San Francisco plays on grass. Um, but yeah. Hopefully something comes out of that because I'm actually interested. I, I think again, Trace will still try to blame it on the Patriots. Um, but it's a nice segue. I uh, I like that segue. Uh, how about my <laughs> Seattle Seahawks? That game, by the way, as I messaged you, not as close as the score indicated. That oh, was the domination of that game, really. Really? What? You they saw spotted him seven points on a gimme right uh, off the top. Interesting. I, I, I love that how you can say five five points down, but us on the one-yard line uh, was, was not a close game. Uh, I, I think because if we ran one yard, we win. You're used to running, having to run one yard and then losing. So you should you should feel for us here. Uh, except ours was just a regular season have game. Have you seen the theory? Like uh, have, there was a lot of tweets and memes about that play. And it was that New England didn't need to win the game as much as they couldn't have thrown it. Because if they threw uh, it on the one yard line, they would have heard it for years. All right. You're kidding aside. Did you like the play call? No, 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 no. I think everybody and their brother, like if I was the cat, if I was the coach for the Seattle Seahawks, I could have told every single player Cam Newton was going to run that. Um, like it was, it was so easy to tell that that was going to Cam Newton and they were going to run that. But, but was your problem that Cam got the ball or just the way it was executed? Like, you, would you, did you want him to have the ball there? That's what you wanted, right? No, no, he could have had the ball, but I needed him to run out of the pocket. I needed him to go somewhere. It wasn't straight. He lined up like a running back. He, like, it wasn't a QB sneak by any means. He, he, ran, he, he went into the pocket as a running back. They snapped it to him. He ran five yards before he actually got to where they were or their line. Um, I just thought it was a, it was a weird play call. They ran that play three times actually before in that game and it worked, but on the goal line, you can't do that. Uh, Trace, that was your game you picked, correct? Yes. Successfully too. What score did you have though? 27, 20, 27, 20. So you had it between a score. Yeah, I thought it'd be a score game. I'm would not surprised have, it was a score game. Would you admit New England looked better than anybody expected them to go out and play? I think New England, I think they look different than they have in years past, obviously. But I just wonder if Cam Newton or anyone really can take the kind of beating that you take over 16-week season. You know, I just wonder when the toll on that. I mean, he's playing really well. He's dynamic. He opens up the field, and he's exciting to watch. But – well, I'll tell you what, every time he's out there, though, he takes a hit. Even if it's a one-yard play, he takes a hit, and that yeah. just adds up. Yeah. And I just wonder what he's going to be like as the season goes along. And I'm not talking about any sort of Saquon Barkley-type injury. I'm just talking about the pounding that he's taking through the course of the season. We are definitely using him like we only have him for a year. Uh, we are not trying to protect him. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're like, Cam, like, and I made this joke to somebody. And it's like Cam just looking over at like Bill Belichick going, do we have a running back in? And Bill Belichick just points back to him and goes, you're the running back. <laughs> you're the running back. <laughs> um, going on, because we'll, we'll circle back to uh, Seattle when we talk about our games. Uh, but that was a good segue for the time being. Um, around the league, uh, injuries I think we covered pretty well. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens and who comes back. Uh, if this trend continues, what do injuries do for you? Like about like uh, your excitement about this season now, knowing that you know what, particularly this next week, but could be in the future, you might not ever see Saquon Barkley again. You're not going to see Saquon Barkley again this season. You're not. You might not see Michael Thomas for a while. You're not going to see Devontae Adams. You're not going to see like uh, Garoppolo, like you're not going to see these teams at their full strength and you know that. What does that do for you? Uh, not a lot, not a lot, uh, but I understand your point. And I think to a, a casual fan, you look for stars. Yeah. And when the stars go down, maybe you have a little bit less interest. But for me, no, no. I think for fantasy football players, and I'm not rubbing that into you, but I think that it diminishes your enthusiasm a bit when you lose key players on your fantasy football team and then you're scrambling because you know the guys that replace are likely not as strong as 
the guys you just lost. So then you're scrambling and I think your enthusiasm goes down there a bit, but I do understand that for the casual fan that has an impact. You want to see the stars play. Um, so there are a few two and O teams. Uh, is that the luck of the draw or is that the real deal? Uh, for example, we'll go, I say we'll go through every team and we'll all go around say if they have a shot or if it's just a number. I think that would be the question. So uh, are we saying lucky, lucky or skill? No, I would say, I would say if it's, if you believe in them or not, buy or sell. Okay. Buy or sell is the right word. If you buy into their stock at 2-0 and or if you were in the stock market, you sell it. Buffalo. Buy. Sell. Sell. Really? Um, yeah. They played Miami. A close game with Miami is not a, a shootout. And they they they, they played Miami, and then wasn't the week one against, if I'm correct, Philadelphia? No, it was New England. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. Buffalo. Buffalo played Jets, right? Week one. We, yeah, it was the Jets. It was yeah. the Jets. So they played the Jets and Miami. Uh, they needed to go two and zero here. Who do they I play think- this week? No way they're winning the Rams this week. I think. The Rams are going to win week three. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm selling on them. I think they're a good team. I think they're, they're, they're fine. I, I think they definitely have a game. But, yeah, uh, I, there's, there's few teams I, I would pick over the Jets in Miami. Diggs look good. Though. Remember, though, I had Buffalo winning the division, so I can see them as an 11-5 and five type of team. So, sure. to me, they're right where – Yeah, but, you know, you're, you're making fun of their schedule a little bit. But if I, if I say to you the Jets in Miami – you should be 2-0. and Now, we'll see what happens when they play New England, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, but you, they should be 2-0, and or you would really be shaky on them. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore, 2-0. and Bye, I think. Bye. It's bye. Lamar Jackson. Uh, he beat Deshaun. Uh, Pittsburgh, I'm buying. Uh, bye. You had him high in your preseason predictions, and uh, uh, you can tell Big Ben's back. Yeah, uh, I'm also buying. They look complete. Uh, I think when you look at Pittsburgh, if you're talking about one of those teams that, like, you just say, hey, what's the one of the most complete teams out there? I think Philadelphia ha- – I mean, um, Pittsburgh has to come to mind. Uh, they they look like they kind of have every position on lock. Uh, Tennessee, buy or sell? I'm selling on the Tennessee Titans. Um, they They won by three over the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's just, I think you're. I think you're disrespecting the Jags a bit. I'm honestly. not disrespecting the Jags. I think they could be two. They could clearly be two and zero. Oh, I'm uh, not disrespecting. Absolutely, but my thing is, I would sell on them most likely as well. But my thing is, when you think the Texans and what I Titans and what I expect for them is, I wanted them to be that dominant playoff force that knocked out Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson. We're getting the Titans. Like nobody. They, they had high expectations. They don't look – maybe they'll put it together in the second half of the season. Mind you, they're 2-0, and so it's not like they are having issues, but they just don't look like the football team they should be. Um, now, you know, on the buy-sell, if, if your point is what you just made there, that you expect them to be a Super Bowl contender, then no, I'm not buying well, that. But if the question is, at 2-0, and can they win the AFC South? I'm buying. My problem is I don't know if they I, – I don't know if they'll win the AFC South. I, I think that they I think are, I thought they had a shot, and now looking at them talent-wise, I don't – I think they've tight, fallen. Titans remind me a lot of, of the New York Giants or what they were before Saquon. I feel like they have an, uh, an amazing talent in uh, Derrick Henry. I think that it is – he played – they played, obviously, a beat-up uh, Broncos team. Now the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's, it's mostly a offensive team right now. Because even I, I think when we all talk about the Jaguars, what we're thinking that they're so good is just they're, they're able to sling the ball really well right now. Uh, but uh, Derrick Henry has been held to no touchdowns yet in this season. Uh, such a dominant force. It seems like they know that they, they're saying, hey, look, Derrick Henry isn't going to beat us. It's going to be Tannehill, so get ready. Uh, I just think as soon as they get to a good secondary, that uh, they play against a, a good secondary, I don't think he'll be doing much um, there. I, they remind me, again, a lot of the Giants, I feel like, especially once they get to, like, Pittsburgh and stuff like that, they're going to they're gonna mop the floor with them. Once they get a good defensive line against them. Because their O-line is not great. Uh, their O-line right now, I believe I was looking it up, was ranked 21st 
Um, so, yeah, when you're running the ball and your O line's one of the worst, it's not a not a recipe for success. So I would sell right now. I just think it was easy matchups in the beginning. Uh, I think they should be two and zero, but I think they're going to be an eight and eight team. Um, the next one is Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs. I'm buying, but less. Uh, and it could have just been a bad game from Patrick Mahomes, but they did not look like Super Bowl Chiefs against the Chargers. Which sets up, of course, the interesting matchup this week. It's the Chiefs at the Ravens on Monday yeah. Night Football. So I, I, we're going to get that. I'm buying 100%. How many times have we seen a rookie quarterback with zero film on him that no one knew was playing explode? And then once well, people it get wasn't, film on it him. It wasn't even just the Chargers offense. It was for the first half. Exactly. Pat Mahomes for the first half, good. he didn't look good. And then he just won the game. Like, Patrick Mahomes has shown us that, like, it doesn't matter. Like, he can just toy with anybody and he'll, he'll still end up winning because they have too many deep threats. They can score faster than anyone in the thing. Even last year, he came out, they came out with that quote, uh, quote that, like, they have – they have uh, the most plays that can score in two seconds than any other team. Uh, and they're, every play they have is built for a touchdown. Um, so, again, I, I buy 100%. I just think no one had film on the guy. Everyone was expecting Tyrod. I think they expected an easy game because they didn't know who this guy was going to be. They put, their, they put the foot off the gas. But in the end, they, they couldn't even get it done with the element of surprise. So I'm buying 100% on them. I think that they're not going to look that bad against the Jaguar, uh, the uh, Ravens because they know who they're playing. Um, the next team on the list is the Las Raiders. Vegas Raiders. Um, buying. 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 Oh, yeah. They look good. They look they, good against the Saints. Their defense is probably their weakest aspect. Um, I think Ruggs is an extremely talented person. Waller proved that he should be in the conversation last night with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. I think Derek Carr has a lot to prove, especially just three years ago. He was an MVP candidate. And then the last two years, he was Derek Carr. Um so, I don't know. I'm buying. I'm buying as well. Yeah, they look good. I mean, they beat the Saints. That's a tough matchup there. Uh, Packers. If you don't believe in Aaron Rodgers, what are you doing? I'm buying. Bye. I think Aaron Rodgers is, might win MVP. Uh, there's a statistic, though. Um, it is every year that Patrick Mahomes uh, – not Patrick Mahomes. Every year that Aaron Rodgers is left out of the NFL top 100 list, top 10, he wins the MVP the next season. And last year <laughs> – he was left out of the top 10 players list by the players. Um, he was done that. Motivation. Two, two MVPs. And again, he's a very motivated guy. Like that, That's why at the beginning of the season, I mean, not to brag or anything, but I, I may have predicted something like this season uh, for him, that he's going to have one of the best seasons. He could go all the way because cause they just drafted love on stuff. I mean, that was that guy that like remembers sitting in that draft waiting to have his name called. And then told everybody, just watch. I'm going to prove that every single one of those quarterbacks was a mistake. Um, uh, Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears. What do you, no, sell. No. <laughs> you're, not, you're not buying the Bears? I am not buying the Bears. I am now, also, are, you a little, are you a little confident that Mitch will finish the season as starter? Or do you th- still think Nick Foles will take over at some point? Yeah, I'm, I'm buying that a little bit more. Yeah, I'm buying Mitchell Trubisky will probably be the starter forever just because he'll ride off these two weeks wins. But yeah, they beat the Giants without Saquon Barkley. I mean, what do you want? Playoff team? No. You don't think so with everybody else in their division being 0-2 besides the Packers? No, I'm not. I'm still not buying that. Sounds good with me. Um, So you think they're going to fall off? LA Rams. Buying. I remember I had them. I, I liked them. Maybe I bought into Hard Knocks a little bit because I watched that each week, but I like them. I like them as well in buying. They look good. And this new quarterback, again, no film on them. So usually these rookie No, what are, what are you talking about? Rams. Oh, Ram- You're talking about Chargers. Oh, I was talking about Chargers. Sorry. Uh, Rams. Yeah, buying. They look good. They look complete as well. Um, 
and maybe they just had to get rid of Todd Gurley, it feels like, um, before them to actually do stuff. But, yeah, they look good. Um, Arizona Cardinals, buying or selling? I'm buying. Kyler and D-Hop look real, meant for each other. Way better than uh, Deshaun Watson and D-Hop, and that was incredible. You think about it, 14 receptions week one. Trace, I got a touchdown. Before you answer buy or sell, I will re- let's just remember that when I picked them to, to win their division, you laughed at me. So I did. Let's, let's, let's just hear a buy or sell on them. Sell. Oh, oh, that you did that on purpose. Sell. Really? They're going to get beat up when they play the rest of the division. Okay. Uh, I'm buying. I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold yet after two weeks. I'm, I'm not, I won't just uh, bash it because it's your pick, like yeah. I would Cleveland, um, <laughs> for example. They look but, good. Um, yeah, so, well, they played Cincinnati. And uh, Joe Burrow threw the ball 61 times. And if you've thrown the ball 61 times, that, that's a problem for you. So, uh, no, yeah. not yet. Not yet. I will say I have been impressed with Arizona to start, but I'm not there yet. They look I need good. to see a little bit more. Kyler Murray looks like he could be an MVP candidate. Uh, and also the, the huge thing is, and it's unfortunate injuries on the, on competition, the 49ers, I oh, don't want to also brag, but I mean, I didn't say it like this, but I, I said the 49ers would definitely regress. It looked like they did. Uh, because, again, it's hard to go back to a Super Bowl you just lost. Um, I thought they would definitely regress. Uh, and now with a lot of high-named high injuries, it's going to be tough for them to get back. So uh, they might just take this season off, it feels like. So we'll see. Tank for Trevor. Um, the last 2-0 and team is the Seattle Seahawks. No one here likes the Seahawks. Um, so we're all selling, I think. We're right? all selling. I'm buying Russell Wilson. Let him cook. Buying. MVP. Uh, what was really incredible was uh, DK Metcalf is the first wide receiver I've seen in a while to get to Stefan Gilmore's head, uh, which is a good sign for any team going against the Patriots. Um, I'm buying. I mean, he's a bit of a magician, isn't he, Russell Wilson? I mean, some of those passes he throws are just ridiculous. Like, yeah. you, just, you just watch him, you're flinging him. It's sort of that Patrick Mahomes, like, how, huh? what? What yeah, are you doing? Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, like those guys are just guys that like it, it really does not matter what you do. They can make the this throw that wins them the game. Uh, and I think I think Seattle is just that wild card that like even if you're like you think that your guys are better than their guys, they can still win. So on this buy or sell, what do you do you think we should do it like every two weeks, see where we are after four, or is that too soon? I say let's do it after – I see we'll do it after two. Yeah, let's see it at four. Every two weeks, see if we, we change on this because, uh, you know, these teams aren't likely to stay undefeated or at least not all of these teams. But Who, who do you think uh, holds the best pa- uh, chance to continue to maybe run for a full undefeated season? Uh, pr- probably – Because there's usually always one team. The Seahawks probably have the best shot at it. Because the Ravens go against the Chiefs this week, so one of them's going to lose. Yeah, one of them's knocked out. That's hard without looking at the schedule for each team. I'd say let's let's get a little bit more in before okay. I could before I'm comfortable weighing. And then you start thinking, well, could they do it? You know, like yeah. I don't know. By the time we get to week six and week eight, we still have an undefeated team or two. Then I think it'd be fun to go. Can they run the table? Sure. You know. Um, going to zero and two teams buy or sell faster through this because yeah, obviously some of these we want to sell. New York, Je- New York Jets sell, sell. Um, Miami sell, sell. sell but Miami's playing better. They're oh, competitive yes. in their games. They're Way not better like the than Jets. last year. I'm yeah. excited to see Tua. I don't know when he's going to come in, but I assume he's going to come in. Fitz played good last week, but I'm excited to see Tua. Um. Bengals is another one with Miami, though, that Joe Burrow looks good. This is not about wins and losses for the Bengals this year. This is about the progress that Joe Burrow can make throughout the course of the season. But and I'm that's, that team's going to finish last. That team's yes. going to finish last. But I'm buying Joe Burrow, though, as a Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson-esque player. Mm. He looked good. 61 throws, but he looked he looked decent. I don't know. I, I feel like the Bengals actually have a lot of weapons. They have uh, Boyd, AJ Green, Mixon, Bernard, Burrow, and they're and I yeah and I and I agree with Trace that they could be one of the worst teams in the league. 
Uh, I wonder. I wonder if they, if they're even trying to rebuild or, or what they're doing here because they're probably gonna move on pieces soon. So I'm also selling on them. Uh, Houston Texans. I'm buying, but less and less, especially because they're zero and two. They're going into Heinz Field this week. Uh, which has a great defensive line and a great yeah. offense. I don't. I don't know. Like I, it's a must win. It's yeah. a must win for them. Absolutely is. And then we already talked about after that they go to Tennessee, and in week five they go to Eagles. Uh, nope, that's uh, they go to Jaguars. But Jaguars isn't a gimme anymore either. No, not a gimme. I'm not, I'm not, I'm selling. I'm just not impressed with what the Texans are doing so far. I agree. They really miss DeAndre Hopkins. They miss a lot. I'm buying, but it is very weary. I'm worried. I think they have the potential to go like 0-5, 0-6, which then it's just tank for, well, they're not going to tank for Trevor because they have Watson. Um, New York Giants. You skipped Denver. uh, Denver. Buying, baby. Buying. They inked former UCF quarterback Blake Bortles today. Did they really? Blake Bortles is coming to your Denver Broncos, reunited with former UCF Knight and Jacksonville Jaguar A.J. Boye. Before Trey said those words, I was going to sell. But ever since you said Blake Bortles, I'm actually canceling the podcast. Uh, You (laughs) son of a gun. Uh, Selling 100%. They got no defense. They have no... Trace, did you specifically been waiting for Denver to bring up Blake Bortles? Because the way that you were like, you skipped Denver. (laughs) Uh, Well, I just noticed you skipped Denver. (laughs) Just like the Broncos. Uh, New York Giants, sell. They lost Saquon. Eagles, uh, sell. And Wentz might not be there after week four. Um, I'm, as I uh, as I pick them to win the division, and I think that nine wins will win that division, I'm still buying. I I think it is chaos in Philly, and it's not going to be good. Did you guys listen to what the coach had to say when asked uh, about Carson Wentz? Seem like he's regressing. Uh, the coach said. Uh, yeah, it looks real bad. No idea why he's doing this or how he's doing yeah. it. It feels that we paid him, and now he's not the same guy. Yeah, and, not imagine, good and imagine a coach saying that. And he's a good coach, too. He's an experienced and, and, coach. And people are calling for his job because they think he's not running good plays for Carson Wentz. I think Philadelphia is in a lot of trouble, and I'm selling 100 They have Jalen Hurts, and I want to see at least one game you put yeah. Jalen Hurts in, and you see if it's the Eagles or if it's a quarterback. If Jalen Hurts goes in there and wins against a good team, Carson Wentz in the time of the league might be up. I just don't trust him. If he doesn't win, Wentz te- stays on the How Eagles. How many quarterbacks look so good without film on them, and then once they get film, they're not the same quarterback? I think that happened with Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I, again, I, I sure I, I think any rookie quarterback or any new quarterback can have success in a few early games, but it's what they do after their second year, and I think that's also happening. Carson Wentz, Minnesota, Ugh. buy it. Yeah. They have the talent. They just Green Bay was a hard game, right? They played Green Bay. Didn't they play Green Bay? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm worried about them, especially since I picked them to win the division. Um, I'm not feeling good about them. Detroit, I'm buying. Minnesota, Minnesota lost at Indy, twenty-eight to eleven. Oh, I might be selling on Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> um, Detroit, I'm buying. Mm. Uh, two close games without their number one receiver that they're getting back, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I'd How imagine. How about when you're up on Chicago, like twenty-three to six, you win that game? You. Well, I ima- <laughs> I imagine that Kenny Galladay would have helped win that game. Well, That's all I'm did, saying. And they're all in two. They're 0-2, and they're looking up at Green Bay. So yeah. uh, And the uh, Bears. Also selling. Atlanta, oh. no fault of the offense. Sell. Selling, but no fault of the, the offense. The dumbest team I've ever seen in my Would life. you like to review the onside kick rule, guys? Do you understand yeah. it? I, oh, would you I, like I, to I just look at it? Ready? Look, I, I, would like, I, would like, I would like to any, – any football uh, person knew that they can jump on the ball whenever. It was the Cowboys who had to wait 10 years. And, and people have came out and said, I think that they were actually just waiting for it to go to out of bounds or they didn't think it was going to make the 10 yards, but there's no excuse. 
They are the they, again. This is the same team that lost to the. I'll bring the it up. Problem the problem is Patriots twenty eight to three. You know they are the only team ever that scored thirty nine points, and this is the exact stat: thirty nine points, got three turnovers, and lost out yeah. of four hundred and forty games. They have all been wins with that stat, except for Atlanta Falcons. No, but you know it's ridiculous, especially. Atlanta Falcons were the number one onside kick returning team last year. Yeah, they got four. Young Hoku got four onside kicks. You just wanted to say that, didn't you? Young Hoku. Yeah, you just just wanted to say that. (laughs) Now I know we're doing buy or sell on two and zero and zero and two teams. Dallas should be an zero and two team, and they get this win. And I think it makes it very interesting whether that ignites them the rest of the season, whether that is sort of a victory that propels you from a momentum standpoint. Because remember, they lost to the Rams in week one, and they were down and should have lost to Atlanta on their home field Sunday. So uh, Again, I think they actually should have won week one. Uh, it was a bogus call, pass interference oh, no. call. Uh, it, was, it was complete bogus. They should have won that game. Uh, I believe they should have won this game. They just looked bad in the first half. Uh, so, honestly, my pick of, of Cowboys winning the division is looking awfully good right now. Uh, Panthers, I'm selling but might have considered buying if they had McCaffrey still. Because I think if they had McCaffrey, they could have beat the Buccaneers and not have been on this list. So, how, how long is he out? What do you mean? Uh, six, four to six weeks. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely no. I'm definitely a Uh Moving on to fluke uh, or talent, it's a segment where I'll read a stat line or a uh, score, and Trace and Francis will determine if that is a fluke or due to lack of talent or due to talent. Uh, one of those is Kenyon Drake, second straight week with less than 100 rushing yards. Uh, when he arrived in Arizona, I believe he had eight straight 100-yard rushing yards. Uh, rushing games should Carolina be worried not Carolina should Arizona be worried that he hasn't had the 100 yard rushing game yet no you're 2-0 and you're not too worried about it he'll come around absolutely not and I don't think Kenyon Drake is in the offense as much anymore because the thing about the Cardinals were they didn't have a number one wide receiver they do and they would rather have it in Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins hand than Kenyon Drake's hand and also, Kyler Murray is one of the best mobile quarterbacks. He's like that Cam Newton where he looks over at the coach and he's like, do we have a running back in? And he goes, you're our running back. Uh, it, it, again, it's not a Kenyon Drake show. It's a Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins show. Now, here is a fluke or talent that might be a fluke or talent due to the player or the player's offensive line, but the stat line of... 450 passing yards, one passing touchdown, zero interceptions, and three rushing touchdowns. Dak Prescott, fluke, talent, or the offensive line? Can there be an option? A new category. Can I? Well, I I, I assume offensive line does pay a lot into three rushing touchdowns, zero sacks. What do I say if he saved my fantasy weekend? What do I say there? If, if I started uh, fantasy, for those in fantasy, he had 39 fantasy points. Uh, those who own Zeke were very mad that he had three rushing touchdowns. Um, but uh, is that is that talent think, of Dak Prescott? I think it is talent, but you see, I think sometimes it can be both. I think it's talent, but three rushing touchdowns is also a little fluky. Yes, I 100% is real fluky. I think he definitely showed why anybody could be Zeke behind that offensive line. Uh, because they are good, but I think it's, it's talent. I mean, he's shown that he's a good quarterback. He can make those throws. He's made those throws before. Uh, but again, and I wouldn't even really consider the three touchdowns flukes because they were in the one yard line. Like it wasn't like he ran 15 and got these touchdowns. Like he didn't Lamar it. He QB sneaked a yard. Uh, he did what Cam needed to do for us. Huh? Baker Mayfield. 219 yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception. How about them Browns? Luke or talent? And when I'm asking this, I mean, does that mean he's going to be a little back to his rookie self? Or does that mean it was just a fluke and he's still a terrible quarterback? How about those Browns? 
Fluke, he's a big mouth that doesn't back it up on the field week in and week out. He is not a winner. Fluke. I'm what not I, sold on them. No. What if I told you the only loss he's had this season so far is from the Ravens? Well, they played I, two games, and the only win he has so far is over a bad Bengals team. Let's see when he plays other companies. A division rival. Jeff Driscoll, backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos, was subbed in in the second half when Drew Locke went down, and in one half alone got 250 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Fluke or talent? Fluke. Fluke. He, by the way, is uh, from nearby Oviedo, Florida, which is also the home of new Bronco quarterback Blake Bortles of UCF. <laughs> so they are both from the same town. Is Drew Locke's career-slash-starting job gone or in jeopardy? With the fact yes. that he was down three to seventeen before the back of sure, quarterback it's, it's in jeopardy. But again, I think every professional sports team understands that when the person you game plan for goes out, it's hard to win that game because they turn into a different team that your team was not ready for. It happened with the only game Milwaukee pulled away and won in the NBA Finals happened to be the one without Giannis Antetokounmpo because he wasn't there. And they game planned the whole week for him. Then when it wasn't there, they played a whole different game. It's hard to win on somebody you don't have tape, you don't have a game plan for, and they have a game plan to beat you. Uh, it, it's fluke. It, Aaron it Jones, all the time. Aaron Jones, the current number one fantasy football running back, uh, had 18 attempts, 170 yards, two rushing touchdowns, uh, he averaged almost 10 yards per carry at about 9.8. Fluke or talent on Aaron Jones? Well, that's fluke. You're not going to average 10 yards a carry over the course of the season. Talent on Aaron Rodgers. I think that basically what this team said was, we're not going to let him throw it. We're going to double team everybody. We'll put one man in the box. Uh, maybe he'll be able to stop Aaron Jones. And they just failed. Uh, this Super Bowl quarterback and one-time MVP candidate, um, I don't know if you can tell who I'm talking about, now has double the interceptions as he does passing touchdowns this season. Carson Wentz, 240 yards, two interceptions for the second week in a row, zero passing touchdowns, fluke or lack of talent? Mm. Still going to go with fluke. Not ready to go to lack of talent. I'm going to go with Fluke. I, I think that it's not going to be that bad, but I, I, I want to know how much injuries have hurt him. I mean, this guy has never been healthy uh, for a full season. People got a lot of tape on him now. I, I feel that it, it's tough to come back from all that. So, For much of the Falcons' career of fr being a franchise, it has been the Julio Jones show. But for the past few weeks... Calvin Ridley has made a name for himself with eight, uh, with nine and seven receptions in the first two games, bringing in 75% of his receptions each game, having over 100 reception yards in both of the first two games and two receiving touchdowns in both of the two games with a virtually identical stat line of 130 yards, two touchdowns, and 109 yards, two touchdowns. Flukes, or is Calvin Ridley an elite Wide receiver. Elite wide receiver. Talent. Elite wide receiver, and I think it helps that Julio Jones gets doubled. Agreed. Um, Let's end the show right now. We're in agreement. <laughs> uh, Noah Fant. Tight end for the Denver Broncos. Uh, last week, he had 81 yards and one receiving, pat, uh, one receiving touchdown on five receptions. This week, he had five receptions for 60 yards and one receiving touchdown. Is he emerging as a top five tight end? A top maybe 10? Let's see what happens with a quarterback change. Sounds good with me. Uh, that concludes uh, Fluke or Talent. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming to my segment. Uh, it's been, we it's didn't been have much of an option. We were happy to join you. <laughs> uh, let's start. I guess I'll start with my pick for the week. Uh, I picked Tampa Bay over Carolina in a blowout. I thought Tom Brady was going to come out here 32 to 7 piece him. The final score was 31-17, to 17, and this game was a lot more close. It was closer than the score will allude to. 
Uh, Tom Brady almost lost it there. And um, I'm sorry for even suggesting it was going to be a blowout. And it's nothing. It's no, really not props to the Panthers. It's just the Buccaneers did not look good. Tom Brady threw another interception. I think it's six consecutive games in his career with an interception. Um, fumbled the ball. He doesn't have the connection yet. But um, I'm very worried for the Buccaneers. I think they'll still pull it together. But they did not look like a good team. And I'm not giving extreme props to the Panthers. But they could have won it. And if they won it, Tom Brady's really lucky that they won it this week. Because I don't think he'd heard, hear the end of it if they no, lost. And went he two, was, oh and 2 Again, they were missing their, their second, arguably first best wide receiver that week. Uh, Tom Brady gave an easy touchdown pass to LaShawn McCoy that LaShawn dropped. Uh, yes, I think that they're probably going to switch up the gameplay because he's playing more in the Bucks offense than they're building around him. But does like. that mean he is a system quarterback? If they have to change the offense around Tom Brady, do you think that just confirms he's no, a system quarterback? No, again, it, that's just play to your strengths. It's not a system quarterback. Like, I think Patriots have done an amazing job of switching from Tom Brady offense to Cam Newton. Uh, I think that you can't say that the, uh, that the Patriots have a system because these plays did not exist before Cam Newton. Uh, they, they didn't have a run it uh, this 15 yards for something. It, it wasn't a thing. So, again, I think Patriots showed that they don't just have a system that they'll just put somebody in and say, you do what we want and we'll win this game because they just showed, nope, you give me a different quarterback, I'm going to make different plays. Uh, I think the Bucks have shown they have one system and it's throw it deep and hope we win on big yards. That's why Jameis Winston last year was the highest uh, turnovers and, and interception rates and pick sixes, and everybody made fun of him. I think, again, it happens here, too. Trace, you already touched on the Seattle Seahawks over New England. Anything you'd like to add? It was your... I'd like to continue to talk about it for about a half an hour. Oh, Sounds gosh. great. This is now – what was it, beat New England week? <laughs> it was hate New England week. And what's nice is this week also continues hate New England week. And celebrated across the, the land next year is that what it does it, conti- it uh, continues yeah who are you playing this week i'm trying to find you guys on the schedule new england who does new england play oh you guys play cowboys yeah it's a good game yes it is uh francis you took new orleans over las vegas raiders you picked 38 24 it was 24 34 but wrong yeah. So you were you had the right score, but the wrong team. I thought it was going to be a high, uh, higher scoring game. I knew that the Raiders' offense is is good. But uh, this is a momentous. Uh, before you continue, this is a momentous occasion on BS Sports. It's the first time that one of us was wrong. Uh, second time that one of us was wrong on their weekly picks, and it was Francis twice. Uh, what else do you want me to do? I'm buying that. Uh, that is uh, yeah. talent. That right. is 100% talent. I knew, again, I knew the Raiders' offense was good, and I thought they were going to be able to put up points. I just didn't think they could stop the Saints. And now they didn't have Michael Thomas, so I'm wondering how much that really played into effect. But the Raiders look good. I, I think, again, hey, they're undefeated since they moved to Las Vegas. Uh, I think, you know what? Win a Super Bowl, Las Vegas. Win a Super Bowl, first first year. And uh, the quick reminder of where we are at every game between me, Francis, and Trace. Trace is ahead. He has in the past two weeks he has accumulated a twenty three and nine record picking games. Very good for yourself. I've have a twenty and twelve. Francis has an eighteen and fourteen. Here's the thing about a five hundred. Here's the thing about this, right? I take bigger risk, but I could, they could have been right. I picked bigger uh, risk. You took the Saints stop. over the Raiders. No, no, Ooh, no, no. Big risk. No, 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 no. I took big in my chance right in my pickums. First of all, first of all, in my pickums, we all know I missed out on the Browns. I didn't put my pickum in time, so I lost that game for no reason. I of course I would pick the Browns. Uh, I think you're saying you would have picked the Browns, but you I, really would have taken the Bengals. I had them in the Super Bowl. But that I doesn't mean you the... thought they were going to win week two. Yeah, I, I had them in the Super Bowl. They had to win week two, I said on my last podcast. And the other one, I had uh, Patriots beating Seattle, which almost happened. 
Uh, which would have been crazy. So I think the scores look a lot different if some things go our way. But I think, I, I you know, whatever. Um, uh, speaking you know, of what's good about a long season is that you're going to get a chance to make up for it over the course of the year. And speaking of making up for it, Francis, you have first pick this week. So no excuse for picking being luck with a bad matchup. Or uh, let's see this big risk he's taking. Oh, again, I always I heard a rumor, risk. though, Trace. I heard a rumor he's taking Browns over Washington. That's the rumor I heard. Big risk. <laughs> I, no, I hope that rumor's wrong. I'm always the big risk here. And that's why I'm, I'm going to take the matchup that you guys would probably be scared to take. Because uh, I don't think I don't think you guys have the courage to, so I'm gonna take the Chiefs and Ravens. Um, I'm gonna take the Chiefs and Ravens, and I'm gonna take guys. Can can you take a guess? I'm gonna take the Chiefs here. Um, I think Chiefs play better when they have something. I, I feel like sometimes they get complacent uh, in in their competition. They just they're like, oh, whatever, uh, it doesn't matter. I think that they're going to show up against Lamar. Um, and the Ravens, I, and I think the Chiefs win it. I think they win it 27-24. Uh, Good game. 27-24. I think it comes down to that wonderful kicker uh, again. Uh, Trace? I uh, have this game first on my list, so I got it in the second spot because you, you didn't pick it, but I've got Rams at Bills, a battle of 2-0 and o teams as my game of the week. And I'm still, I like both teams and I'm going to stick with the Bills. I think the Bills win this game and I'm going to go with a similar score. I'm going to go like 24-21, close game for Buffalo. Um, for me personally, the game I want to take is Steelers over Texans, but I've already taken the Steelers once this year. Um, Are there rules? But, you can't take them? Uh, no, but I just don't want to take them twice already. But I like the Steelers over the Texans, just an FYI, and I think that's going to be a good game. Um, but I'm going to go with Packers over Saints, and I'm going to believe in Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to say 42 for the Packers, 32 for the Saints. 42-32. Mind you... Packers have scored over 40 in weeks one and two. So that's why I'm getting the number 42 from. So it's not like an absurd number. I just believe Aaron Rodgers is keeping it alive. That also relies a lot on Michael Thomas not playing. I'm going to be completely honest with you. If Michael Thomas plays, it might be a little different, but I'm going Packers with 42 points. And if the Raiders showed us one thing, they're, they're, they got some weak secondaries. They got some guys you could hit. Francis, think, do you have your phone with you? Oh, actually, yes. can I make Put it a, in a reminder that will allow you to remember to make your picks on time? Uh, yeah, can, yeah, I make yeah. A, can I make a disclaimer, though, before I lock in that game? Uh, there's two players that are questionable for that game. One of them is Devontae Adams. If Devontae Adams does not play, I'm still taking the Packers, but I would lower that score significantly because of Devontae Adams. But I would just like that as a disclaimer. So if they win, but with only 24 points, I'm not 20 points off the final score. Um, did you, by any chance, get the jersey numbers for after week one? I do not have any updated jersey data for you. I was just interested about uh, top-selling NFL jerseys after week one. This is live research right here. Live research taking place on the show. Um, I have it. No. Dead I air? I do not have it. I apologize. I do not have it. Um, so let's go to, uh, real quick, do you want to do... I believe we did like... Um, Hopes for next week? No. We You're should... inventing segments now. No, I'm not inventing segments. I meant uh, biggest disappointments from last week. Um, That's team what I or meant. player? Team or player, remember? I, I'm just going to put, for me, just biggest disappointment is what we started off injuries. the top with. Just the number of injuries to the number of high-profile players. And and I think what Francis's point is will be shared by many. It just puts a, a you know, just casts a negative on the season, uh, so far into it, you know, sure. just two weeks into it. 
Uh, my biggest disappointment was probably the offense of the Chiefs. It just didn't look like the Chiefs. Uh, it's just that week. I was hoping for a fun game. It just didn't look great. My biggest disappointment, and it's not really a disappointment because, you know, I was happy with it, but just my biggest disappointment is the Atlanta Falcons are still allowed to be a football team. <laughs> uh, I think oh. that seeing that the league did not stop that, uh, insane to me. Oh, man, man. I'm disappointed in – I'm disappointed in their special teams. I'm disappointed in, in just them as a team. In uh, the last segment of the show, final thoughts, happy 50th birthday to Monday Night Football. Monday night's matchup between New Orleans Saints and Las Vegas Raiders was the 70, 799th game on Monday Night Football. Uh, Which sets incredible. up my pop quiz for you guys. Who played in the first Monday Night Football game in 1970? I'm going to lock in Bears-Packers. Bears-Packers? They are the oldest rivalry. I'm going to lock in Cowboys, uh, Raiders. Final score, 31-21. Jets lose to the Cleveland Browns. Really? 31-21, 50 years ago on Monday Night Football. Cleveland was winning now, way are back you then, surprised, too. Are you surprised that they didn't have Cleveland Jets on the 50th anniversary? Have you seen Cleveland and the Jets? No, I'm not. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. We got enough of Cleveland Thursday night with Cincinnati. No, but and certainly nobody wants to say that, see the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I just want this to be known. I have banned football in the house on Thursday night. Um, banned? I've banned it. No one in my house is allowed to watch Thursday night football this week. This Dolphin, week or in general? No, this week. Dolphins, Jaguars. I just want the NFL to know we never want to see that matchup again on national television. <laughs> I just – no way that game gets – it's especially – it's the same time as the Lakers game, game four of the Lakers uh, semifinals. No way they they get that much viewers. There's not that – there's not a Colt Miami Dolphins. Let's see. Fan. Let's see next week which All one is a higher All of Florida will tune in. Not even Florida will tune in. <laughs> but I just I don't know who in the NFL was like, hey, you know what would make a great nationally televised game? The Jaguars versus the Dolphins. Everybody makes it on a national game at some point. So All right. Uh that's our podcast for today. Uh for today for the week. Uh imagine we did this day. We're gonna do this again tomorrow? Yeah. yeah, we're doing this again tomorrow. What do you have to talk about tomorrow, Trace? Uh, uh Francis remembering to get in his picks this week. You that's, son of a uh, gun. You son of a gun. <laughs> Uh, and then you guys brag about how you're beating me in the pick You missed one game. It. Whatever. I've been to if you come back off. and you are right down there, we're tied at the end of the season, I will say you get the nod because I do believe you would have picked Cleveland. Remember so. this, guys, because he's going to Trace lie. has no doubt. No doubt in Trace's mind. Francis was going to pick Cleveland. Yeah, no, no, I believe you would have picked Cleveland. <laughs> you picked Cincinnati? No. no everybody picked no, Cleveland. All right. Uh, so I'm Chippy Bree signing off. And I'm Francis. I'm Trace. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you next week.